0: And uh, but I was listening to something that the president was saying and now he's come into office and he says he wants to bring the country into unity. And I got real interested in that word unity. And I got in the Bible and began to study. And so if you'll please turn for Philippians chapter 2. In the same breath almost as he's calling for unity, he's putting in office a heterosexual, is that what they call them? A half woman and a half man? What? Transgender. That's what I said. A transgender. I don't know what they are, and they sure don't know what they are. But uh, they wanted us to be in unity with those kind of people. I want to tell you something now, and I want to show you something from the scriptures and uh, that uh, you can't be in unity with that kind of mess. Amen? And I want you to read with me, please. In Philippians chapter 2, I want to begin to read in verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself a noble reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you bless each one of us tonight in this place. Bless the reading and studying of Thy Word to our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I wish you'd take time when you get home to read the rest of that chapter. It has everything to do with unity. And remember this, now Christ is our pattern. A lot of times we look at people that we call our heroes, men especially, how... Basketball players are their heroes, air football players are their heroes, and uh, just great athletes are their heroes. And uh, I find in the Bible, as you study the Bible, that there should be only one hero of ours, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to say, that's the one we ought to be looking forward to being like. We're to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in studying that part, I want you to understand something. Number one, I want you to see the exhortation to unity is found in verses 1 through 4. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill you by joy that you be like minded. Now, what I want you to see there is. The world wants to call us all of us a brother. We're all brothers in this world. No, we're not. Uh, a Christian cannot be a brother of an unsaved person. That don't mean we got to go around hating nobody. I ain't even talking in that direction. I'm just saying that everybody is not my brother. Only those in Christ are our brother. Now, I know a lot of people... They voted in this election as Christians. Amen? And when you think about that for just a minute, and here's a bunch of unchristian bunch up here that's wanting us Christians to be in unity with them and think like they do. And that is strictly against the Bible. Now watch this. Unity is attainable. We can have it. It can't be had through strife and vainglory though. Now look at verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. (coughs) What the Lord is talking about, you take somebody that is high-minded, you take somebody that's always thinking they're better than somebody else. There's no unity there. That's what happens to a lot of marriages. They get married and They claim they love one another and then one of them gets thinking that they're better than the other. And that's not unity. Now, Christ is our example. Beginning in verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant who was made in the likeness of men. Now what it's talking about is if you want unity, then you got to be in the form of a servant. Now we can see in these verses, we can see what Christ did to unify uh, the sinful creature uh, which uh, only He can make a holy creature because He's the Creator. He's the Holy Creator. Number one, He left heaven's glory. In John 17, verse 5, Jesus said, And now, O Father, glorify Thou Me with Thine own self, with the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. And 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9 says, For ye you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, that you through His power might be made rich. Now, Jesus gave up a lot for you and I to unify us to God. That's our example. Jesus gave up a lot. If you want unity, you've got to be willing to give up something for somebody else. Now watch. Number two, He made Himself of no reputation. Verse 7. In other words, He did not lay aside His deity because the Bible says he uh, in verse 4, uh, I mean verse uh, uh, 6 who being in the form of God thought it not Robert to be equal to God so he was equal to God he is God in the flesh but he did not lay aside his deity he was and is and ever shall be the total son of God in John 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God in Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 Christ, who is the image of God. Colossians 1.15 says, Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. In Colossians 2.9, For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hebrews 1.3, Who being in the brightness of His glory, and express the express image of His person, and overholding all things by the word of His power, when He by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now here's what I'm talking about. Jesus laid down His reputation, but not His deity for us. Yet, notice again, He was made in the likeness of men, but without sin. In John 1 verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And Romans 1 verse 3, Concerning His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Romans 8 verse 3. For what the law could not do, and it was weak through the flesh, God sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Now go with me please. Just back up to Galatians uh, chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4 and look at verse 4 and 5. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, condemned them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now, notice the Lord's favorite name while on this earth was the Son of Man. Now, notice too, He took upon Himself the form of His servant. Number three, he humbled himself, that is, he submitted to authority. He yielded, He agreed to uh, talk our language. He agreed to wear our clothes. He agreed to eat our food. He agreed to breathe our air and endure violent and vicious treatment. All these things are told us in First Peter chapter two, verse twenty one through twenty four. What I'm saying is Jesus humbled himself, and agreed to take on the form of man that he might save our souls, as he is God on this earth. Now that's, that's unity. That's bringing in unity. Watch this, please. He became obedient unto death. Matthew 26:39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed said, O oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will but as thou wilt. He voluntarily paid the price of eternal life for us. Number seven, He died on a cursed cross. Jesus suffered the worst kind of death, both physical and judicial. In Galatians 3 verse 3, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed everyone that hangeth on a tree. Do you know what most people want to do? Most people want the first, the front. I never will forget hearing an old preacher preach one time, and he said, "You know what's the hardest position to fill in a in an orchestra? Second fiddle." And he sort of made a joke out of that, but that's true. He said everybody wants to play first fiddle. They don't want to play first, the second fiddle, and that's true in church. It's true in in government. It's true everywhere you go. Everybody wants to be first. But if you want to have unity in, a, in the country, in the church, in the service of the Lord, and everything in this life, you've got to do the one thing. You've got to give in. You've got to give give, give yourself to others. Be like-minded. Now watch this. In Romans chapter 6, please. And I, I, I won't read much there, but I just want to show you something. In Romans chapter 6. Verse 1. What shall we then say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer than Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into death? dead? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into the that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in unison of life. What I'm trying to say here and what the Bible teaches is that when you become a Christian, when you accept Christ, you say, Savior, the Bible says to kill the old self, bury the old self. Now I want you to watch it. Here's our uh, former inner self, what we were before we believed unto salvation. The old man is what we were as a children of God, of the firstborn Adam. I mean, when we believe unto salvation, we become a new man, a new creature. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, turn with me to 1 Corinthians a minute. In 1 Corinthians 15, I want you to look at verse 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and verse 45. And so it is written, The first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and after that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such are they also are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as you have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also be the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Now the whole idea is when you get people together, now let's just get a a whole bunch of people and fill this auditorium, you're going to have two classes of people. And this is true anywhere you go. Upon this earth today, there's only two classes of people. There are the sons of God and there are the sons of Satan. All believers are sons of God. All unbelievers are sons of Satan. Now, can a child of God, the Bible says, it can two walk together that don't agree? The answer to that is no. If you don't agree, you'll get in a fight and you'll get the fussing and carrying on. But if you agree with one another, you can walk with one another. And it's the same way in the world that we're living in today. And especially in the when it comes to politics, you have saved people and you have unsaved people. And what they're trying to do is get them all together and say, now let's come to agreement on this thing. Give a little, take a little. Now let me show you something. If I'm a child of God, I cannot give in my Christian ethics. They're not up for forgiving. They're not up for questioning. When somebody came in my one time and told me, Preacher, can't you preach out of something beside the old King James Bible? You know what my answer to them was? That, yeah, that's not up for discussion. I'm not even going to talk to you about that. That's not up for discussion. That's up for preaching. Amen? I'm not to sit down with you and discuss with you if this is the Word of God or not. I know it's the Word of God. And so I'm to stand on this truth when it comes to the plan of God's salvation. That's not up for discussion. That's up for proclaiming. You don't give in to that as a Christian. And what people are trying to do today, and you watch it, it's going to get worse. What they're trying to do is to get Christians to draw their ethics in this world, Christian ethics, and be conformed to what they want. Now, we can't do it. It's just that simple. We're children of God. And the unsaved, and I'm not saying all the politicians up there in, in Washington are unsaved. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, those that's unsaved, they want to pass all kinds of laws that's against us as Christians, and they want us to give in and do what they want us to do. We can't do it. We can't fellowship with unbelievers. Now get this, Romans chapter 6. Notice the word destroyed is used. And the word destroyed has, uh, does not mean eradicated. It means to render powerless. Paul did not say the old man is being crucified. Nor did he say the old man will be put off at another day. It is a present tense here. The old man is to put to death now. The old man, the unsaved person, when a child of God gets saved, he puts to death the old say of uh, the old world, the old person that he was, the unsaved. Now, notice something else is taught here in uh, chapter six of Romans when he call- talks about putting to death Christians are to reckon themselves dead unto sin. Now, soon, so when Satan comes around he can say I cannot participate I am dead I am not your slave he said I'm dead the man Satan once knew no longer lives here anymore the old man uh, doesn't live here anymore I'm a new man in Christ Jesus for those who drink drink no more why because they're dead to drink those who are in lust won't lust anymore why because you're dead to lust and that's where we are we're Christians and that's why the, uh, what's going on in the world right now is the reason we're in conflict all the time with the world we're not like the world we got ethics we got uh, moral uh, laws that's written in our hearts by God and we're to stand for those laws now turn over to Second Corinthians just a minute with. In Second Corinthians chapter five. And I want to begin to read in verse fourteen. For the love of Christ constraineth us. You know what I mean? That's like putting a bridle in a horse's mouth. It constrains us. The love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one man died for all, then were all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should live not, henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ as the flesh yet now, henceforth know we no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. You know what the, Bible, the world wants us to do? They want us to compromise. Can't you give a little? Can't you give in a little bit? Uh, just a little bit of your Christianity so you'll fit in with us? No, we can't. And that's why there's such a conflict in the world today. And you have these two elements in the world. You have the saved and the unsaved. And there is no unity with that. The only kind of unity you're going to have is Christian brothers with Christian brothers. I wish all the world was saved. I wished I could say to every person on the face of the earth, you're my brother, you're my sister. But I can't. Why? Because they want to do things I'm not allowed to. Why, I'm a child of God. That's off limits to me. I'm dead to those things. So don't come here trying to get me to change my ways to fit your ways where we'll have unity in the world today. There will be no unity until Christ Jesus comes back. And the whole world is saved by the grace of God. Then we can live in utopia. Then we can use it live in perfect peace. And we can have perfect joy. But not until. We're in a battle all the time. And the Bible goes all the way through. It even tells you how to have, uh, put on the whole armor of God. Why you need armor if you're not in the battle. And it says plainly, We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so when you see these politicians and you see people in the world that wants us to change our Christianity today to fit them, remember something. You're not fighting them. You're fighting the devil that's behind them. There's something behind those. And it's the devil. And we're fighting him and everything that he stands for. But i got Christian brothers all across this world. Amen? And when I hear one of them stand up for the truth, I say, Amen. That's my brother. That's my sister. But when they don't stand up for the Word of God, i got to not stand for them. And it's just that simple. And it's not that we're rebellious on about everything that goes on in this world. It's just simply that we can't do it because we're Christians. Amen? And so when it comes to this thing of unity, it means that if two Christians get together, and we're children of God. We have the same Holy Spirit in us. And if you want to have peace with one another, you've got to give in a little bit. i got to give in a little bit. And we've got to change our our own desire. Not God's, but I. That I can fit you or you can fit me and we can get along together. But that's not talking about a Christian being unified to an unchristian. That can't be done. Amen? That's the reason the Bible very strictly says don't be united. don't get married to an unsaved person. Because if you do, you'll have trouble all the time. There'll be a wrestling, there'll be a fighting, there'll be a fussing. And you don't do that. Amen. Stand with me please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you'll help us to understand these things and then we can see what's going on in the world. Right now it's very troubled times. Hard to understand how things are going right now. But we do know that You allow things that man gets into, but he has to pay the price. And dear Lord, I pray that You'll teach us Christians to always stay with You, no matter what's going on in this world. For there is the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much.